You're listening to episode 137 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. I love when previous guests introduce me to others who they feel would be great on the show. And this week's guest and I connected thanks to a previous guest, Laura Briggs. And I know you're really going to get a lot out of our conversation. This week's guest is Michael Dietrich Chastain, founder and CEO of ARC Integrated, an organizational consulting and professional coaching practice. Michael is a best-selling author, executive coach, event facilitator, and speaker. His writing has been featured on Time, Money, Entrepreneur, and The Washington Post, and his recent book, Changes, released last year and became a number one bestseller in multiple categories. Before we meet Michael, it's been a while since we've done a review of the week. Remember to have your review featured. Leave one on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podbean for a chance to be featured. I always love your five-star reviews too. All right, so this review was on Podbean from Tess Shoop, and it reads, Just when I think Lauren can't top her last episode, she does it again. This show is teaching me about my own purpose. Thank you so much for helping me grow. Wow, Tess Shoop, what a beautiful review. I love that you're recognizing your own growth and that this podcast is aiding in it. Thank you so much for leaving a review. All right, I think it is time that we meet this week's guest, you know what to do. Tune in, turn it up. Let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hey everyone, it's Lauren Smith. Welcome back to another episode. Today's guest is Michael Dietrich Chastain, and Michael is the founder and CEO of ARC Integrated, an organizational consulting and professional coaching practice. Hey Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me today. Hey Lauren, it's great to be here. Thank you. You have quite a few titles under your belt. Author, coach, speaker. <laughs> You're also a licensed professional counselor. You're just out here doing the dang thing. So I'm curious to learn more about your journey. What led you to this line of work? Yeah, happy to happy to share. So some of those credentials are still active. Some some are not. But um, yeah, you know, I was just on a call with with a new prospective client, and I was explaining to them a little bit about the background. And I think the easiest way to say it in short is that my whole career has been spent in human development mm -hmm. in some capacity. And so whether that means working with an individual to create, you know, positive change and work in life or working with a human system like an organization or a team and helping them flourish at their highest levels. And so, so yeah, so my, my whole career has been spent in that space. Uh, initially when I was in college, you know, I, I got out of college and headed toward uh, what I thought was going to be a master's or PhD in industrial organizational psychology. But after a, a year in, in corporate, a year or so, uh, decided I wanted to take a deeper dive into, you know, the hows and whys of what we do as humans. And so I, I went back and got a master's in counseling instead and then became a licensed therapist and worked in the mental health world for a number of years. And which was a great learning experience, you know, worked with everything from, you know, severe and persistent mental health disorder to, you know, regular life transition, birth, death, um, you know, addiction, th things of that nature, stress, anxiety, depression. 
and then you know still had this interest in in leadership and human systems and organizations and so i made a pivot back to corporate uh, after some time in the mental health world and have been there since. And so my, my organization now, uh, we serve teams and leaders and cultures of organizations to help them become uh, peak performing at their highest levels. And so that's the, that's the very short version of <laughs> about 15 years, Lauren. <laughs> wow, that is so cool. And I, I love this whole, you know, it's almost like human optimization obsessed, you know, like, cause I just, yeah. I love developing that person. And I love that this is what you're doing. And I checked out your amazing changes card deck, the virtual one, of course. And sure. I started working my way through them as a journaling exercise this week. So mm -hmm. this next part is a two part question for you. So part one, will you tell our audience about the deck and part two, why do you think asking questions is so valuable? Ooh, I love those questions. Can I answer them in reverse order? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. However you want to answer them. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so why are questions so valuable? So a number of years ago, I, I started to reflect on, on a question of, you know, why, how, and why do people create positive change in their life? And what are the influencers of successful change making, right? Whether it's someone wanting to make more money or, or have a better love life or, you know, have a better job or, or make a significant health change. What are these, what are these predictors of success? And started to really dig into the research around this as well as reflect on the thousands of clients I've served over the years and landed on these seven core principles that I've seen impact the success of positive change making. Mm -hmm. And essentially, Lauren, these principles are about, you know, they're just aspects of our lived experience that when we hone in on them, they result in success. And when they're ignored, uh, they create hurdles for us or obstacles, so to speak. And so, you know, I, I think that there's a ton of value in asking questions because if we ask them in the right way around the various dimensions of our lived experience, what we know from, from research is that will elicit more positive results. And so that's, that's a, a little bit of an answer to your question about, about the, uh, you know, why, why are questions so powerful? And then the question about the card deck. So I started to, I wrote a book about these seven principles and the book is called changes and it, it dives into, you know, a little bit of a, of a deeper examination of these seven principles of the research behind them, client story, et cetera. And then after the book was published, uh, got, you know, a lot of questions and feedback. And so from the questions and feedback and conversation I had around the content of the book realized that there is an opportunity to create questions within these seven principles. Mm -hmm. And so essentially that's what the card deck is. It's uh, seven questions within each of the seven principles. So 49 questions total. And it's a card deck that we can use to ask ourselves and each other better questions so that we ensure that we're really taking a deeper dive into these seven core areas of our life that are so influential. Mm -hmm. That's a little bit of a background uh, about the card deck. Oh, I love that. And I love that this focuses on success. So I think success is something that we all kind of, you know, we all strive for, but it's also something that we all define for ourselves. What do you, what's your definition of success and um, what do you really think influences success? Hmm. I think, well, first my definition of success is, is that really people should define it for themselves. And so I think that there, you know, there's, there's like culturally normative definitions, right? Like success equals, you know, a lot of money or equals a great family or it equals a great you know, relationship or a, a perfect house or whatever it is. And I, 
I think that if we lean into other people's definitions of what success is, that that can uh, create challenges for us. And so that would be my first my first answer is, you know, defining success uh, should be up to us. Mm. And, you know, that it could it could look like a whole bunch of things, you know, for for any one given individual. Maybe maybe success is being a really great father or maybe success is, you know, running 10 marathons or or maybe it's traveling to 50 countries or, you know, whatever it is. And so I, I think that we can get lost in, you know, other, other definitions outside of our own. Uh, so that, so that, so that's the, that's the first, that's the first answer. And then your second question was in regards to how do we, how do we ensure success? Is that right? Yeah. Or what do you think influences that success? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Well, I think regardless of how we choose to measure it, right? So if we're defining it for ourselves and we're creating a very clear, you know, objectives for what we, what we value, what we feel is important. Um, again, that to me, the influencers are, are these seven principles that are outlined in, uh, in, in the book changes. And so they're, Real quick, I, I can I can give you what they are, and they're yeah. and they're not. They probably won't be surprising for folks that are listening, but they're essentially the core parts of our lived experience. So, you know, number one is the way we think. So cognition, what we tend to focus on, where where our mental uh, energy tends to go. Are we more positively oriented? Are we more deficit oriented? Are we uh, thinking about what's possible? Are we thinking about what's impossible, right? So that's cognitive. Uh, the second dimension is heart, which is our emotional self. You know, are we giving the appropriate attention to our emotional well-being? And, you know, if, if not, how is that in influencing our ability to be successful in this case? Um, action is number three, which is our daily, weekly, monthly habits and routines. So all of the regular practices that we have and how they might be pushing us toward what we want in our life or maybe moving us away. Um, the next one is nourishment. So that's all about our physical experience, how we eat, uh, move and sleep, for instance, you know, that, that everybody knows about, you know, get, get a lot of exercise, eat well and sleep well. Um, what we know from, from, you know, at this point, countless amounts of studies is that all of those factors impact everything from productivity to mood, to stress, to creativity, to innovation. And so, you know, our physical experience is an important one. And then next we have uh, guts, which is our uh, our ability to act congruently with what we want. And so, you know, I know for, for me and I think for everybody, like there's times when we know what we need, we know what we want, but we just don't have the courage to act. And so that dimension of our experience, our, our level of courage really impacts our success. And then next is environment, which is the people, places and things we surround ourselves with and how they're influencing us toward a direction that we want to go or away from it. And then lastly is spirit, which is our belief systems and everything from, you know, the big beliefs about, you know, who we are as humans, where we come from, where we're going, and then to the, you know, micro beliefs about, you know, what's possible within my lived experience. You know, how much do I deserve? How much, how much money can I make? How much love can I get? You know, all these belief systems that again, tend to push us towards success or, or, uh, prevent us from being successful. So it's a long answer, Lauren. I hope that was all right. Yeah, no, I love that. And I, I love the breakdown. Thank you for providing that with us. You know, I think a lot of what we learn um, when we're growing, of course, we learn from others. You know, I'm a younger sister, so I learn from the mistakes that my older sister made, right? But we also Mm -hmm. learn from our own mistakes. Is there a common mistake that you see when people are attempting to create change within life or even within their work? 
Sure. Yeah. I, and I think, I think we can all, we can all do this. I'll you know, speak for myself that we can get attached to, you know, one aspect of our experience. Right. And so, so for instance, um, you know, maybe it's that, you know, I'm putting a ton of energy into, you know, working out and being physically healthy, but I'm ignoring my emotional reality and mm. that, and that emotional part of my, of my life is really undermining all sorts of things, relationships and work and, you know, uh, opportunity. Right. But I think that I'm being successful cause I'm feeling really healthy and I've got really good habits. And so I think, I think sometimes we can get overly attached to one aspect of our life and it, and then it'd be the detriment to other aspects. And so that's a pattern that I, I think can be a, a potential risk. Mm, yeah. I think like holding on to those and a lot of that stays in your subconscious too. And you're not even aware that you're you're operating in these ways. Yeah, well, to to that point, you know, I, I think that that speaks to the real Im- value and importance of surrounding ourselves with you know people and ideas and places that will help bring that unconscious to a conscious place. Mm. And and I t- I totally agree with you. I, you know, I think that that that's true. A lot of times things are unconscious. And I think that they can be surfaced uh, through the who and what and where we, we choose to be surrounded by. And so that's that's the good news. Yeah, sometimes you're, you're challenged on those and a trigger comes up and you're like, whoa, I didn't even realize that that was within me, you know? Yeah, Ugh. totally. Yeah. So how do people really start to make sustainable change in their life? Hmm. I think it's, you know, it's really about continually evaluating and and looking at, you know, these, these seven principles. And, you know, it might be that from one season of our life to the next one needs our attention more than another. And, um, you know, I think continue, continually really looking at, you know, where, where am I putting my energy? Is there anything that I'm ignoring? And then, and then kind of comparing that to, you know, where am I and where is it that I want to go? Yeah. Right. So if we if we can see that you know, and we and we're all wanting to make changes, right, there's there's always something that we're wanting to create in our life, whether it's, you know, again, any any example, like relationship or money or health or time or parenting or whatever it is, we, we're always wanting to make some kind of change. And so, you know, my question would be based on what it is that you want and where you are, what's what is the gap in between and how might these, you know, seven principles be connected to that gap that's in between where I am and where I want to go. A lot of self-reflection continuously, it sounds like. Like it's not just, oh, let me self-reflect today and then put it off for another 10 years. It's it's always checking in with yourself too. Yeah, yeah. And I think beyond that, yeah, I agree. Definitely a lot of reflection, but you know, beyond that, that reflection has to come with application. Right? Yeah. So exactly. So, you know, I, I think that whenever there is any kind of behavior that we want to change, you know, we might have an awareness around it, but, you know, getting it into a regular practice or, or an experiment, let's call it, uh, is, is really helpful if not, if not crucial uh, to any kind of change making. Because if we're, if we're aware of something but aren't really, you know, putting it into a, an, an operationalizing in our life, then, you know, I, I don't think awareness gets us gets us too far. Absolutely. And then we need sometimes we need the, the guidance and support of someone else and deciding that you need support is a huge step. But mm, of course, yeah. deciding on who to hire is an even bigger step. Do you have any tips for someone who may be ready to lean into additional support? Yeah. So it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that. I, um, 
that is one of the questions over the course of my career that I've gotten most often around, you know, how do you, how do you find and hire like the right therapist or coach or business mentor or whatever it is? It's such a common question. And so, uh, funny enough, that's, that's actually part two of my book. I answer that question and it's a deep dive into evaluating, um, how do I, how do I decide, how do I decide which profession is the right one for me based on the challenge that I have? And then once I decide, okay, I'm going to do a coach versus a mentor or a therapist, then how do I choose which one to go with? And so there's a bunch of exercises in the book that people can go through that will allow them to really, again, ask themselves the deep questions about what's the best fit and then ultimately land on, you know, the right, the right person so that, so that they know that whoever they work with is going to, you know, deliver results. Mm, perfect. And of course, speaking of support, you have this all outlined in your book. Will you tell our audience where they can go to grab your book and of course, connect with you further? Sure. Yeah. They can go to thechangesbook.com and there's a bunch of goodies they can opt in there. Uh, we, we're giving away the free audiobook right now in addition to a workbook that comes with it. And I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll give another, another uh, thing that we just released. I haven't announced this too much, but for folks that are curious about the card deck and want a virtual version of that for their meetings, for really any online activity that they're doing right now, you can go to virtualchanges.com and pick up that card deck for free. No, no opt-in required. And so, yeah, those, those two places would probably be good places to start. Awesome. Yes, I will. I can definitely vouch for them. I think the card deck is such a cool concept, especially the virtual version. Thank you for sharing that with us. I will outline all of those links on this week's episode notes. Michael, you are doing such important work. You're what I like to call a world shifter. So thank you so oh. much for just joining me today and sharing your light. Thank you so much, Lauren. It's great to connect. Michael provided such valuable information. I have linked his website and social channels on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. Don't forget to join me on Friday for a new episode of Feel Your Life Friday. But until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.